Yo, what's good? Welcome back to another episode of the Henny Nights Podcast. I'm your host, your brother, Jay White. First things first, church announcements, getting the business out of the way. Um, if you still want to buy merch, people keep asking me when I'm doing hoodies and t-shirts and stuff like that. Um, all that is available still for you to get. Um, that never comes down. I know I normally let y'all know when I'm throwing, you know, discount codes and stuff out there like that. But if you really want a hoodie or a shirt right now, don't feel obligated to get one. I'm good by all means. But if you want to get one, stop the generosity of your heart. Feel free to do so. The link to the merch store is always in the description, uh, the show notes of the podcast. So just hit that link there and then you can go straight to the merch store and get your hoodie, your shirt. And with the weather that we have here in St. Louis, you got to rotate between both. So, yeah, or wherever you at, you might be somewhere where the weather is consistent. You want to grab a tee so, or a hoodie. It's up to you, whatever. But the merch store is always open, so feel free to go and cop something. Now, on to the reason why we're here. So, I have a guest on the podcast, per usual, and... Fun fact, me and this person actually went to middle school together, which is crazy to me because now niggas is old and I'll be <laughs> like, damn, I went to school with this person at one time. Like the River Rose lineage is like deep out here. <laughs> so like I will allow her to introduce herself. Oh my goodness! Yeah, middle <laughs> school. It definitely does go back pretty far. We we definitely all of these days. Yeah. Um, I am Ashley Nicole, um, owner of Artistry Studios and um, by Ashley Nicole LLC. I'm a graphic designer, photographer, and new author. New author, you hear that? Yes. Put some yes. respect on her shit. New <laughs> author. So, first things first. How are you? <laughs> I can't complain. I mean, times are weird, but business is good. My family's good. Um, yeah, I can't complain. How about you? Uh, it's been it's been interesting. Um, <laughs> you know, like we were talking about before the intro or whatever. Um, I found out today that I am getting furloughed from my gig. So, yeah. um, I kind of explain it like I'm in a weird way about it because like the duties and the tasks that I carry out like it, I'm the only person in the position but mm. you know the way my boss described it he was just like yeah you know we taking a loss by like he was like really upset first things first so like he wasn't just kind of like it is what it is I wash my hands of it you know whatever he just like explained it to me or whatever, because we talk every week. We have a little call. We check in and see how we're doing. And he was just like, yeah, man, like, you know, it's happening all across the system and things like that. You know, business isn't where we at, so where we wanted to be at. So we got to have to make some adjustments or whatever. So he was he made sure to be like, as soon as we can get you back in, you know, we'll get you back in and everything like that. So I'm just like. Well, damn, like, I, I got a nice nest egg set, set to the side. So, like, my bills and everything will be taken care of. I won't have to feel bad if I decide to, like, 
buy some shit for myself <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> right. You know, so I'm good with all that, you know, and I got a good support system too. So, you know, um, somebody going to have to run me my funds. So I will be <laughs> on the internet when it, when it, when I'm actually, my shit starts or whatever. And I'll be like, submitting that claim, go ahead and, you know, run me my stuff. But I'm, I'm straight outside of that. You know, it's kind of like, I kind of feel bad for them because, like, I don't know. They don't perform the duties that I carry out. So, like, right. how they're, how they're going to distribute that is going to be, like, super interesting. And when I come back, you know, I'm going to be like, yeah, y'all You're going to be the one cleaning up shit. the mess. <laughs> yeah, y'all fucked all this shit up. So, you know, it is what it is. I'm 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 in good spirits about it because it could be worse. It could be like, yeah. Right. And it, I know that's kind of cliche, but you know, it could be worse. I could be like completely assed out. So, um, yeah, it's been an interesting day. <laughs> very, very interesting day. I can only imagine. Yeah. So, on top of all things yellow, like I've never <laughs> met a, <laughs> never <laughs> met a person that made me be like, "Damn, I need some yellow in my life." <laughs> um. So, how did you get started with your business? Because, like. You know, once you leave middle school, you kind of, you know, lose touch with certain people, whatever, and then you link back up with them in life and, like, catch up and a lot of shit has happened. So, like, how did you get started with your business? That's so interesting. Um, It was an accident. I will say that, though I've never really saw myself, like, I didn't grow up knowing exactly what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I always said you know, the the typical, like, oh, I'm going to be a lawyer because mm-hmm. you could not out-debate me mm-hmm. as a child. <laughs> um, or I would say I was going to be a writer because that's literally, like, all I, at least all I knew that I knew how to do. Right. Um, and so I went into, like, after high school, had no idea. I was going to um, Webster University for journalism. Got mm. to college um, and the journalism school there was one behind the times they were teaching nothing but newspaper writing and Mm. this was 2010 where you know newspapers especially in st louis the st louis post dispatch is on his last leg at that time and now it's even worse but my teacher at the time was the last editor there and i'm like why are you teaching us how to do your job and you barely have a job Mm. um so i i've always thank god that i had the foresight to see like this probably isn't going like I didn't want to go into the program just doing what they put forth. Right. I very quickly my freshman year, probably after like the the I think like midterms, stepped back and was like, yeah, this is not going to put me. I don't know where I want to be, but this ain't gonna put me where I want to be. And I right. went to my um advisor and asked him for permission to build my own major, basically. Mm. Um. And he was like, yeah, sure. Like, we're always looking for ways to improve the program. Like, you're not the only one that's complained about it, but nobody has done anything about it. Um, so I basically, one, you know, trying to make the best of the money that we pay for college. But two, like, I was also trying to set myself up for, like, you know, those easy classes so that I can, like, chill during the day or whatever. So yeah. I caught myself, like, choosing electives that were, you know, interesting, kind of creative but it looked like they were going to be easy and I fell into coding and um, what else? I guess like, yeah, mostly coding. I started working for the newspaper 
uh, or the magazine rather uh, on campus and um after that first semester I was just like really depressed mm. and I needed something to like fill my time with and I think this was around the time where I like really kind of discovered like YouTube or being a YouTuber mm-hmm. like becoming a thing yeah and though I'm super shy well not shy but I'm camera shy <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this. So I asked for a camera from my parents for Christmas. And surprisingly, they they gave it to me. Or they bought me one. Um, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to be a YouTuber. And then, like, I got the camera. I'm like, first of all, I had no idea how to work a camera. <laughs> um, and I'm not the person to sit in front of a camera and talk. Yeah. So I was like, damn, now I got this expensive-ass camera that they didn't bought me. And I'm not going to do anything with it. Um, but it gave me a reason to, I was living on campus at the time, even though I was still in, in Missouri and in St. Louis, um, I was living on campus just to kind of get the experience of like college. Um, but because I was so depressed, I would like not leave my dorm for so long. And eventually I'm like, okay, I'm just going to take the camera and go like to the park, shoot trees and flowers and stuff like that. And I just started like getting the hang of the different settings and like teaching myself how to actually use the camera. Mm. Um, with like nature as a subject. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I quickly realized that I probably always had like this business mindset and I'm like, I'm broke. I'm a broke college student. Mm-hmm. I got this camera. I'm learning how to use it. I'm not going to make no money taking pictures of trees. Let me try to take pictures of some people. Um, and about that time I met um, Tyrell Thompson. Most people know him as Real Finesse. Mm-hmm. And um you know, he had been to LA and and did his thing with photography and graphic design. And I asked him, I'm like, what can we do for money? And we started taking, doing photo booths and taking pictures at like clubs and parties. Okay. Not a party person. I'm not a club person, (laughs) but it was great money. Like that's how we fed ourselves. That's how we, you know, got enough money to buy bottles for the weekend and all of that kind of stuff. And it, that kind of took me through college. And then I realized, um, I did not want to be in the club with drunk people taking their pictures all day, mm-hmm. um, every weekend. Right. Um, and I just figured out how to kind of move that into a more studio setting without having a studio. So I started slowly buying equipment. I had about three jobs most of my life through college. Um, Ooh, shit. So I would take, I know, and, and <laughs> I look back on that financial literacy, guys, it's important because I did not save a dime. Um, I worked super hard all through college, but I used all of that money. I guess I didn't save it, but I invested it. Mm. And I slowly bought all of the equipment, even the stuff that I didn't know what it did. I'm like, oh, this article said I needed that. Let me try to get that. Um, So I slowly started like getting all the equipment that I needed um, to build the studio one day when I, you know, finally have a space. Um, And then, you know, senior pictures maternity shoes just really what any anybody needed Mm -hmm. kids birthdays um just to kind of get my name out there and build a clientele base and um eventually I realized that you know I didn't really want to do like the baby showers and the events and stuff like that I really wanted to focus on like um headshots and and stuff for like this still business related right um but because I was able to get my name out there for so long when I lost my job I already had enough people that knew that I at least had a, had a skill that they needed. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't really like, I, although I treated it like a business that entire time, um, it wasn't really until 2017 when I lost my job that I'm like, okay, this is it. Like, this is for real a business. Like I'm going to be able to survive off of this or at least try. Right. 
Um, and then, you know, all through that time, Tyrell was teaching me uh, graphic design. So none of this I really learned in school. In school, I still did like the journalism. We did a lot of writing. Um, I did a lot of um, PR kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then after school, we were, you know, taking pictures and we would um, take on projects from like family members or whoever was like, hey, you guys are artistic. I need a logo or I need a, a pitch deck for this. And we would take on projects that we had no idea how, what it was or how to do it when they told us they needed mm-hmm. it. But we stamped the price on it and figured it out. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how I got here. <laughs> that's what's up. Yeah. Um as someone I go to Wester too. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, I finished my first, you know, masters in December and I'm back in the marketing program for a second one at Webster. And as I'm taking these classes, I'm like, Yeah, this ain't you know, even though I went through it the first time and like got it done, I'm like, yeah, I got the first one out of the way. As I'm going through it the second time, specifically at least for marketing, I'm just like, yeah, bro, like none of this shit I'm learning is sticking, <laughs> right. and it's not, it's not engaging enough for me to make it applicable in my real life. Like, whereas you. Yeah, you know, you say, you say like, shit, I'm going to try to build my own curriculum. I'm going to take from this because I probably can use this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take from this because I can use this. But shit, your real classroom was the shit you was doing outside of, of the university. Right. And the shit that actually carried on. And it, 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 it helps to also be passionate about that, too. So I'm sure that carried you a long way, too. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, School, I'm... I needed the structure of school because I could be a, a free spirit. Right. Like, I probably didn't get out the bed until two p.m. today. So, <laughs> like, I needed that structure. But I'm definitely, I'm definitely was never a school person. Like, tests and numbers and math. I'm creative, like, to the core. Mm-hmm. So, the rest of it, it was a lot for me. But I knew that if I was going to be spending this money and getting into debt, I was going to make the best of it. And I went back to Webster um, to start my master's. A couple years ago yeah. and it was the same thing i'm like this program the way that it's built is not enough for mm-hmm. me i'm not learning anything i felt like and that's not to bash webster or anything i think it's kind of like a especially in the the realm of marketing i think that's a you know a industry-wide thing for probably most schools you can get so much experience outside of the classroom right. that when i was there i felt like i had more experience than my teacher mm-hmm. And I can come off as, you know, somewhat of an asshole sometimes. <laughs> like, when it comes to stuff like that, like, you're not going to stand up in front of this class and tell them, like, this is how you do it. When there's, I've experienced this way of how you right. do it. Like, this also works. And it's hard for me to shut up in those situations. <laughs> so, I don't know. It, I, I felt like I was wasting my time a little bit. Mm. I still want to, I mean, I, I commend you, too. Like, you've already done one. Are you going back for another one? <laughs> I'm crazy, though. Um, don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm crazy like that. So, don't. Because I'm yeah, definitely. I definitely want to. Yeah, I'm definitely, like, second guessing it now. Like, I'm coming up on the end of my actual marketing class. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah, all we do is, like, all right, read these chapters, do these assignments, repeat. Oh, do discussion posts. Mm-hmm. Good old discussion posts. Uh, read this, mm-hmm. do this. It's rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. I'm like, bro, like none of this shit is sticking. So now, you know, I'm like, damn, why the fuck did I come back? Which is why this this little break that I'm getting is probably 
a blessing in disguise um because I felt like yeah. I was going to need it regardless of whether I was actually going to school and working or whatever vice versa or whatnot but um yeah it'll get, allow me time to get into the more creative space because I as far as me I'm the in the creative space I'm behind the scenes even you know even mm. with like this shit I have people on that I'm like yeah you can take life lessons from what they're talking about and use it, you know, to whatever advantage you need to use it to. But like, as far as, in, if we're talking about marketing, I'm like, all right, I'm the, the guy that comes up with the strategy or how are we going to get to A, B, C, and D? All right, we need to do this. The, uh, the, the visual part? Yeah, that's not me. Mm-hmm. So I commend, gotcha. I commend you for that shit because I'm like, that is a skill. And it's something I probably could sit down and actually learn on my own with shit i probably could do while i got this time on my hands you know jump on go down the youtube wormhole and start you know learning how to use adobe and photoshop and all this other crazy shit but um yeah yeah, it's just always interesting to me to see or hear what clicks and resonates for people because it's always different you know what i'm saying so especially you because you've been able to get that experience outside and that's like that's a big thing in the marketing industry. They like, they want you to have experience, but like, it's like, okay, how the fuck do you get that? Like, you can't necessarily do free. Like when I was coming out of UMSO, like pay internships were like rare. And then like a fucking year and a half after graduating, that was like all the rave. Like, Paid internship, paid internship. Yeah. I'm like, where was this wave when I was in fucking undergrad? Like, <laughs> yeah, I did. I was blessed. I had two paid internships. I I didn't have to do the the unpaid internship route, which I probably wouldn't have. I would have just been like, look, I'm. I guess I'm not getting my degree. Mm-hmm. But so I was. I definitely was blessed in that realm. Um, I I still think it's kind of like a catch twenty two though, because even now, like you're talking about being furloughed and I've, I've been through the process of like losing a job and, and like the stress of that. And now with the world kind of being so uncertain, it's like, okay, yeah, I work for myself, so I can't really like lay myself off. But what if people aren't spending money anymore? Like, like, or if I don't have the money to, you know, market the way that I used to. And so I go down like these, these paths of, okay, let me apply for jobs. And I still run into the same thing of like, I've only, when I did have jobs like within the marketing realm, they were only in nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the agency world feels like that's still too slow. That's not real experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even now with a degree, with all of the experience that I have, they're like, mm, you might need to go get your master's or, you know, you don't really have enough agency experience. And it's like, after all this, like this is really what y'all what how yeah how is this how is this is gonna go mm-hmm. very so, very much I so. definitely think it's just so important just to find your own path because I it's just not cut and dry like what's gonna get you to that point like it used to be having a degree that was your leg up and like now it's just not enough right it's it's not enough and that's part of the reason why I went back to be like, all right, I got one in this and one in this. Mm-hmm. So like you getting the best of both worlds. And so, um, and then a lot of that, this is a, a whole nother topic that we won't get into, but a lot of the agencies, at least here, there's not a lot of people that look like us in those spaces. 
So, because yeah. the few I interviewed with, I looked around, I'm like, well, damn, like, yeah. am I, am I, <laughs> am I a, a quota? Like, why the fuck <laughs> am I here? Because right. I, I don't see nobody that I can relate to in this motherfucker, you know? So, right. and can I actually sit here for eight hours a day? Right. Like, listening to y'all talk about avocado toast and other bullshit like (laughs) i really like yeah i i can't relate to that so that's a that's a big thing for me too is like trying to figure out a way to get us in those spaces which is something you know that i'm actively working on too because that that needs to change as well Mm -hmm. so um so you talking about the the pandemic and everything that's going on and you were mentioning people spending money how has that affected your business man I I will say that as overwhelmed and like anxious as I get I have still been very blessed um I did I mean I think everybody did kind of go into a panic you know when that that first announcement of like being under quarantine and, and people getting laid off and stuff like that but for surprisingly um for a lot of the people that I had already been in talks with Mm -hmm. um you know taking consultations and stuff like that that announcement of okay you might be losing your job or you might you know have a little bit more time on your hands kind of lit fire into some people's asses so then I had a rush of people like okay I want to get my website up by this day and can we rush this project and I'm like I want all of this money Mm -hmm. So (laughs) let me say yes to 10 different things and then I'll just figure it out. And then, so it's been overwhelmingly good. Um, So right now I'm at the, pretty much the finish line of most of those projects that that I had to put a rush on in the beginning. Um, So I'm kind of back in the anxious space. I'm like, you know, books are back open for May and and the rest of the summer. Um, So I'm going to see how it goes. I do still have like really, uh, reliable um, retainer clients who I've worked with for years on a steady basis and um, kind of basically run their business behind the scenes. Because I think what a lot of people don't know, which is going to be my pivot um, within this whole pandemic situation, because I think that's literally the the lesson that everybody needs to take away is like the goal is still the goal, but we might have to like shift the way we get there. Mm-hmm. Um and I think what a lot of people don't know about my business is that I do more than just the visual piece. So like for um, my retainer clients, I pretty much operate as like a a business, like an online business manager, not with the numbers and stuff, still on the creative side for the most part, but um, helping them run like the systems and things of the back ends of their business. Um, Because my other passion is like organization and like being really anal about stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm kind of married those two, those two things. Like, yeah, I can build you a website; it's gonna look good. But if it doesn't function, then you're wasting money. Right. Um, so, I do still have some of those people um, on board who pay me pretty well. So they keep, you know, they keep me fed, keep a roof over my head. So things have been good. I can't complain. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that um, my marketing tactics are gonna change a bit. You know, or become a little bit more aggressive in the next few weeks. Okay. Um, because I just think that's so important, which is also very like makes me very anxious because if the world, if social media and like the internet wasn't saturated before, like my guy, I can't even open Instagram at this point. Um, (laughs) 
but you know you gotta do what you gotta do to compete so yeah yeah i can only imagine with the way you know based off the algorithm and the way you operate your page the amount of like ads and agencies and shit that you see you'd be like okay what what the fuck (laughs) which is the crazy part because like you were you were saying before like having a you know a nest egg where you won't feel bad if you you know splurge a little bit on yourself i have been sitting here buying everything (laughs) on amazon like not even just amazon but you know like i'm i've been in this place where i'm like other people other business owners are in like a, a fucked up position I could use their product or I might just want to support, you know, maybe it's $10 here, $15. Here. Right. And I look up, I have a package coming every day. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good place to be. I mean, you supporting other businesses too, but I, I got myself caught yeah. up in that too. I'm sitting at home. This is like week three and I'm like mm-hmm. on Amazon, like, oh shit, I like that. Put that in the cart <laughs> like that. Put that in the cart. Oh yeah. You know, cleaning, yeah. cleaning supplies are like, bricks of gold right now let me get this here like it's and that's that's so crazy that like granted i'm not spending as much money because i'm like okay i'm not driving anywhere not really like right not really had the same tank of gas you had the same tank of gas for like (laughs) a month so i'm good there don't really need to fill up you know uh with the exception of me going to it from the store and stuff like that but um yeah, just the amount of shit you get into on Amazon is <laughs> just like... And I'm a night owl. Like, uh, I will be up 3, 4 o'clock in the morning like, ooh, I need this, I don't know, teeth whitening kit. I think that was what happened last night. <laughs> so, it, it can get bad, but... Yeah, so, do you have with you being connected, I mean, like, there's a movement of entrepreneurs and creatives going on in the city, shit, and like you said, it's gonna be across the world now, because, like, the world as we knew it at the beginning of March, that's not where we living anymore, and shit like that. Um, Any advice that you would give to other entrepreneurs or creatives um, that are in this time period, or any resources that you could direct them to um as far as that what are some things you just tell people off the rip without paying for that hour consultation (laughs) (laughs) so the first thing that comes to mind as far as like advice i would say number one like identify what like be real with yourself Mm -hmm. identify what your strengths are because there's a lot of things out there that are trendy Mm -hmm. Um, seem like a cool little come up. Trust me, I was just talking to my friend about some of these. I ain't gonna say what it is, but I'm like, hmm, if I thought I could get away with that, <laughs> I would do it. <laughs> but it's like that that's, that doesn't fit me. Like, I feel like what makes most brands successful, mm-hmm. at least part of the formula, is that authenticity. So if it's not of you and your personality and your morals and values, to sell, I don't know, to be like a Forex trader, if that's not your strength, Mm -hmm. let's figure out what your strength is and like play off of that. There's plenty of things that you can do that won't be cringy and, you know, like you won't feel like you're selling yourself out. 
and I think that's why a lot of these businesses like start and then stop is because you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want people to be real with themselves. Like, what are you actually good at? And if you feel like you don't have a talent, that's cool too. Like, like take a minute to like figure out what you're good at. Identify exactly. Um, what your strengths are. Look around, look at the people around you too. Maybe it's not that you need a strength or a talent and to do it on your own. Maybe it's you and your friend and y'all, you know, mixing business and, and family and friendship and pleasure and all that stuff is a little tricky. Mm-hmm. But I would just say do it for the right reasons. Like and when I say the right reasons, I'm not saying like um everybody has to be super passionate mm. about everything that you do. Right. I know that's a I know that sounds weird, but business is about solving a problem. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily about you feeling good. Mm, okay. Like that's I in my book, like I talk about the difference, at least my definition of passion and purpose. Like purpose is what problem do I solve in the world? And that's where I make my what I structure my business around. I have something that people need and there's a problem out there that I can solve in a unique way. Okay. It doesn't matter if other people are out there solving it too, because they have their own way. I, I have my way of solving it. But then passion, like, that's for you. Like, if if I wasn't getting paid, if nobody knew about it, like, what can I have just for me? You don't always have to turn that passion into a business. Sometimes those things overlap. I think I've been super blessed um, to have some overlap in mind. Um but they're not always the same thing. Mm-hmm. So identify like what your purpose is. Do you have a unique skill that can solve a, a world problem or even a small problem? Mm. And then, you know, if you want to keep sewing dresses or making cakes or whatever on the side for you as a passion, keep that. Because I will say from experience, when your passion becomes your purpose, like when, when that hobby becomes your main source of income, that's another struggle Mm. like mentally physically emotionally like that's another struggle because photography was like i will say one of my first loves writing was one of my first loves Mm -hmm. and then that became a source of income which means that i can't always be in the mood to do it yeah because my client is paying me whether or not i'm in the mood or not right and i think that's where people get tripped up of, of keeping too much emotion um on the business side. Okay. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense, especially from the standpoint of your passion becoming your 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 income. It's not just the passion mm-hmm. anymore. You find yourself not I guess compromising yourself in a little bit. Um Sometimes. but not being your true like authentic self like yeah, my like I don't really stand for this shit, but I got to do mm-hmm. <laughs> what right. it is that I got to do or whatever. And that, that could be taxing as fuck. That can weigh mm-hmm. on you, weigh on you, weigh on you a lot. And it, it messes with your ego. Yeah. Cause you're like, no, this is, this is me. This is what I do. This is my passion. I'm only going to, and you can't get to that point. I think I've slowly crept up to the point of like proving myself enough, establishing myself and my skills enough where I can say no to certain things. But in the beginning, I'm going to be real with y'all. You can't really do that. Not if you got to keep a roof over your head, your kids fed, you know, family good. Like, you're going to have to do some things you don't want to do. And 
with that being your your passion, it's gonna hurt. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So we're talking about ego and mental spaces and whatnot. So how's your quarantine going? Are you getting ca- um, are you getting cabin fever? Like where you at with it? <laughs> I am like, and it's so weird because I am a homebody. Like I don't have to leave the house for days. I'm usually good, you know, by myself or just you know with my small group of people or whatever that I see on a regular. I'm not um, a party or a club person usually. Like maybe once a month you'll see me out somewhere, mm-hmm. but. Now, because you're telling me I gotta be in the house, I'm like, Mm-mm. yeah, like let's let's do something. Let's like I'm I'm very antsy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I I don't know how to, and it comes in waves. It's like one day I'm like I don't want to do nothing. I'm just gonna sleep the day away, and then the next day I'm like, oh, I'm up, yeah, knocking out projects. I'm you know I got ideas flowing. I'm writing on the walls, like all types of stuff. <laughs> And then the next day I'm back to like, okay, the world's ending. I'm sad again. Like it's it's been a roller coaster. That's the only way I can, can explain yeah. it. A roller coaster. Yeah, I think and just, just like any other woman, I'm like, okay, I know I'm in the house. I know ain't nobody looking at me, but I need to get my hair done, I need to yeah. get my eyelashes, eyebrows taken over my face. Yeah. Yeah, man. I um my girl's the same way. Um she's a homebody. But it hit a little different when a motherfucker tell you, yeah, you can't go nowhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you be like, wait a minute, the fuck you mean I can't go nowhere? And uh, right. yeah, I had to take myself because, um, you know, as a man, right, like your girl is your girl. You with your girl because like no matter what bonnet, t-shirt, you know, dress, <laughs> dress to the nine, whatever, sweatpants, all this shit. No matter what, she's going to look good to you. So, like, mine was like, yeah, I don't fucking feel, you know, like my like myself. I don't feel, mm-hmm. you know, up to par. I don't feel pretty and stuff like that. And I was like, but, but you are, babe. But you are. Yeah. And she was <laughs> like, but I don't feel like it. And then I was like, well, what the fuck I'm supposed to do? And then I had to, like, step back and <laughs> step back and be like, you know what, man? You just got to give her that. Like, when you're used yeah. to, you know, y'all used to doing that maintenance or whatever. That's a pick me up for y'all. So like, right when y'all not able to do that, like, it's a little different when you go like two or three weeks versus going two months. You know, right. you know what I'm saying? It's As been in, a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been a minute. So like, I had to like uh, like give her the space to do that. Be like, all right, you know what. You know, if I if I was yeah. used to doing those things, because all we got to do is like get a haircut, and if niggas got beard, shave up your beard, and like right. hey, we good to go, or whatever. But um, yeah, it's a lot more for y'all. It's a lot more for y'all, and like, not that I like never thought about it that way or paid no attention to it. It it just that kind of just was like, yeah, that that could be mm-hmm. rough. That could be rough when yeah. you can't do this shit. So it's a beautiful thing to see, though. Like I think most of us, if not every single last moment on earth, um, is struggling with it. But I've been, you know, paying attention to my friends and like other people I follow online and just seeing people get creative. And I know like the beauty industry is booming. Mm-hmm. Like people will pay anything for a pack of braiding hair right now, some <laughs> edge control. Like the lines for the beauty supply store have been wrapped around the street. Mm-hmm. Um 
And so for back to the advice for business owners, like if something in that beauty industry or even like the cleaning industry might be your thing, it's the time. Yeah, it's perfect time for it. It's definitely the time. Perfect time for it. Um, Yeah, I haven't, I had had cabin fever maybe um, the second week this shit started. Um, and it, it went away within a couple hours. It was really more so the realization like, oh shit, shit is fucked up right now. Like, right. like I'm, I'm pretty easy going. I don't, you know, like, I don't need a lot. Like, yeah, I, I do go out as well, but like at my age of 31, it's not like a priority anymore. My mm-hmm. shit is more so like, can I get outside to like, burn some energy or something like that right. or like can I go hoop real fast and not being able to do well you can go outside um you can like walk around the park or whatever which uh, or the block which I've gotten used to doing and started doing but yeah like not being able to hoop and yeah. you know get that that two, I think that's where burn. the men are struggling Ooh, like the, like not being able to go to the gym the home workout don't that. hit the same bro yeah <laughs> like there's only- it really doesn't because i'm a person that like i mean if anybody had been following me for at least like the last year or so like i need a trainer to be sitting there yelling at me for me to do it <laughs> at home i have a treadmill i have a bike um i think like an elliptical i can't even tell you what else i'm not i'm not doing it i'm there all day and i i just can't i can't bring myself to do it it's not the same mm-hmm. there's nobody there to yell at me so I'm just going to probably come out of this about 15, 20 pounds heavier, which Oof. is fine. I, you know, I got I got a little room <laughs> to gain some weight. I'll be okay. Yeah, like, there's only so many push-up challenges and sit-up challenges I can do. It right. just don't uh, do 50 push-ups between commercials. I'm like, yeah, bro, this just don't hit the same. It just don't, it just don't hit the same. So, like, I'm doing everything in my power to, like, try to not eat too bad. And like yeah. go and get some type of cardio at work and you know, walking around the block or something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean they talking about opening all this shit up, you know, next Monday. Um, I'm not gonna jump out there just yet. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna let motherfuckers other motherfuckers taste taste that air first and then <laughs> see see what happened to them before I'm like, all right, cool, I'm comfortable with getting back in the gym. And luckily for me. Uh, the group of guys that I hoop with is it's the same group of guys. It's not in like a public gym or anything mm-hmm. like that. So like the um I guess the uh space for error is like you know contained or whatever. So you know I trust them or whatever, but I'm gonna let y'all go out there and taste that air for like two to three weeks before I'll be like, yeah, I'm back out there. So um yeah, so how is your uh, anxiety doing because I bad. know <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. it's bad because I know um yeah I mean we follow each other on social media and stuff we even talked about it like yeah like we I have anxiety issues too sometimes that flare up in just unrealistic ways so I know like being that you own your own business and then also like you said being confined to your home could possibly lead to you overthinking. So you said it's bad right now. <laughs> it's it's pretty bad. Like again, it's a roller coaster. Like I'll have a day where I'm like everything's fine. Um, 
you know, I still have a lot to do and I can stay distracted. And then like the next minute I'm like, wow, like this absolutely sucks. I hate everybody. Like nothing is ever going to be the same. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I going to do? And it's, you know, you go into that panic. Yeah. Um, And it's just like a constant back and forth. And even I think what gives me the most anxiety is knowing or not knowing, honestly, what this means for anything. Okay, we open the world back up. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Right. We can't we we can't go back to what we were doing. Like I'm thinking about at least for me, um, I guess my biggest loss of income would be like with photo shoots and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. when the world is back open, like what does that look like for photographers or other people who operate businesses that you know, close proximity is in, important yeah. to like actually getting it done. Um, like how do we how do we figure out new life? And then of course, like I health issues and, and all that kind of stuff, I have a lot of health anxiety worrying about like myself contracting it or somebody yeah. close to me contracting it. And then you turn on the news and they're like like my mom sent me an article today like I literally just like went I think I like ran to the store or whatever as, as soon as I get in the car he sent me an article saying um this woman a nurse saying that the symptoms are completely different for black people and that's why you know we're getting kind of caught off guard and I'm like great all of these things <laughs> on this list I have like yeah, I don't yeah. even know like I could just drop dead any minute so then it's like that like I mm-hmm. just I can't seem to find like a level playing field so it's just kind of like a day by day, hour by hour type thing. Yeah. Well, it's good that you know it's like you're giving yourself grace to know it's like day by day. Because I know as yeah. somebody that had it, has real, can get real bad anxiety and to the point it's like, I'm like, I'm not leveling off. Like, I need to level yeah. off at some point and it's not happening and it starts affecting every fucking thing everything so and that's the scary part like and i think what i've learned at least from i can't say that i got the self-care part down yet Mm -hmm. but communication like being a business owner being the only person in my business like i am the you know the accountant the actual person doing the work i'm the the admin person like um I've recognized in myself and people close to me have identified in me that like when I get to that that level of anxiety where I just can't like take it anymore, I shut down. Like I don't, you know how you're supposed to like see it coming and then you know you start implementing the things that you've learned over the years and Mm -hmm. therapy and all that kind. And I'm I just skip all of that. I ignore it and I get to the point where like I can't take it anymore and I shut down. And as a business owner, it's like I still have to be able to communicate with my clients and. It's been hard over the last like few months, even pretty much right before this happened. Um, like late last year, I had a lot of family stuff going on um, that was causing me a lot of anxiety. And it's like, all I can do on my end is my best and to communicate to people like, hey, I might need a little bit longer on this or mm-hmm. here's why I'm mad on this just so that I'm not putting other people, you know, in the I don't know what's going on phase, you yeah. know part so that they're not anxious about you know what I'm supposed to be doing right um but then also realizing that some people just might not understand like I had a really bad client experience probably for the first time in in years where they were like you know I don't really care what's going on in your life give me my money back and I just have to be like you know for my help like I could have kept stressing about it 
and you know trying to figure it out or but at that point like you've said what what you what you've said like I can't I don't even have the energy to argue with you about the way that you feel about it or explain to you what anxiety or depression or like any of my other health issues are about here's your money back mm. and you know as a business owner that's hard I didn't yeah. even at some point it's like okay do I even have it to give back right probably not but my mental health is more important my physical health is more important I will figure the rest out mm-hmm. um so communication is probably like where I've started with managing it okay. um and then I just sleep like if I gotta sleep I'm gonna sleep yeah I give myself that grace. I know it it seems weird, especially in a time of like workaholics and everybody's hustling. Yeah, it's um, it's eye opening because like everybody has. It's not like everybody is um playing on different playing fields with this shit. Like, no, everybody had to sit the fuck down. (laughs) Like, it wasn't any like, oh, I'll go off and do this. I'll go off and do that. Like, nope. All that shit dead right now. And I think it's like, it's forcing a lot of people to like, when you're always on the go, 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 you never give yourself time to just be with your thoughts and how you feel about certain shit. So you just fill that shit up with whatever. Like, all right, I got to do work. I got to get the kids here. I got to go do this. I got this project or whatever. Now it's like, you got all the time in the world to do all that shit under one roof. And you have to look at yourself and be like, all right, man, I I actually got some fucking issues that I need to like. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the thing. Like, you can't ignore it at this point. I'm like, damn, I actually have to face this shit. Yeah. It's just you and them them four walls. And you'd be like, all right, man, like, why am I so, like, uncomfortable? Well, it's because, like, you've been on the go for so long and now, like, you got all the time in the world. You didn't did everything or you can't do everything. So now you're forced to like deal with the shit that you really need to be working on. But the key is, like you said, noticing those triggers and like jumping on them. And you sound like you got your own system in place that allows you to like feel that sleep. I mean, you can sleep however long you want because like you make your own schedule essentially. So, yeah, that's dangerous. Uh, <laughs> so, I will the, tell y'all, this you have yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not all it's cracked up to be like willpower is yeah. the number one thing that you have to have. Mm-hmm. Absolutely have to. And I don't have it. So <laughs> you doing all right. You doing all right. You you straight. You good out here. So uh um, make it work. Yeah. So speaking of making it work, you got a quarantine bay or no? Nah? Huh. <laughs> okay. Um I <laughs> I do. I, I'm going to be, I'm, you know, we, we friends here. Everybody's friends here. Yeah, we're all family here. Okay. Okay. And that's that he's able different. to. That's different for me. Okay. Like, entrepreneurship and dating is, uh, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Because I, I don't know. It's a lot to balance. Like, I work a lot. I need somebody to understand that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that can... As a person who, like, has a love language of quality time, if yeah. you're going to be with a, shit, a creative in general um, yeah. that's trying to, like, get something off the ground, um, and I, I use the term creative because that can mean that's an umbrella for a bunch right. of different things. Um, yeah, you... Um, 
the things that stress a creative out a uh, person outside looking in might look at you like what the fuck me like <laughs> right you don't like you don't have to do this you know like you, yeah, know yeah. you don't have to do none of this and it's like yeah. no I actually do like I know it sounds crazy but I actually have to do this yeah but that's what's up you got somebody that you're quarantined with or or can call bay and y'all you know y'all be safe be clean or whatever like that that's what's of course, up of course especially right now man like there are gonna be a bunch of children that pop up in nine months see um, we not <laughs> we not going quite there okay um, but no it's been helpful like especially like managing anxiety like him and my my general like close friends mm-hmm. um they call me on my bullshit you know like mm-hmm. all right you didn't slept for two days you that get back to work you'll mm-hmm. be fine mm-hmm. um so yeah it's, it's been it's been helpful to have people around who understand who get it um, and give me that grace for it, you know, at least a considerable amount of time. Right. And then, you know, I need I need tough love. So then yell at me. Yeah, tell me to get up and yeah. I get up. I might argue back, but you know. I mean, that's that's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. That's that's normal. Well, I don't want to, and then you get your ass up. It's it's right. it'd be like that. You need somebody to kind of kick you in your ass a little bit, but like, all right, like I gave you the grace to like be uh, be in your feelings and you know be checked out but now it's like all right it's trying to get back to business for sure so back to back to business um there was this meme or tweet or whatever the fuck you want to call it going around that's basically describing the notion of need to be coming out of this pandemic with a skill um do you believe that's uh bullshit or do you believe that to be true can't it's a blanket statement that I just feel like it's unnecessary like I was mm-hmm. saying before like not every not everybody needs that now I will say from like an economic standpoint do I think that everybody should be exploring something yes um so if you come out of it with more knowledge and not necessarily a whole new business I feel like that's totally fine okay I don't think, yeah, I don't think it necessarily has to be a skill per se, but um, I feel like if you have the mental capacity, if you have the um, the support system around you, because I know I'm, I'm totally blessed to not have children or and not have, you know, like I'm not married. I can still, mm-hmm. you can still get away from me if I need you to get away from me, like that type of stuff. So, because I'm a pretty independent person. Mm-hmm. Um so and not everybody has those freedoms to like move around and kind of create their day that way. Right. So I, I completely get it if all you've accomplished at the end of this is like your children are still alive and you know, like that type of stuff, I feel like that's enough. Um, but if you do have the mental capacity and there is something that you want to explore, I say this is like what what better time than now? Right. If it's taking an online class and maybe it's not, you know, starting the business right away, but getting those things in order. Because I, I do, I can recognize that entrepreneurship is a trend right now. And it's a trend because life was moving so fast before this. Mm-hmm. And so if you wanted to do something, you have to just jump in and do it. Whereas now I feel like we need to take advantage of planning a little bit more and not procrastinating or like I, I like to call it procrastinating, like over planning yeah. just so that you can procrastinate. But do some research so that mm. 
when you're ready to actually start the business, if and you know, or when you're ready, that you do it right. Because mm-hmm. businesses don't survive. Like, while I feel like the saying of or the excuse that you you're not starting your business because things are oversaturated, I feel like that's a, a lot of bullshit. I do get it. Like, yeah. it's scary. So mm-hmm. figure out like what you need to make it successful. And it's again, it's not just a passion. So okay. like if people are taking that time to, to do that, then cool. But if not, chill, relax. We overwork ourselves, especially in our 20s. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't even I have to constantly tell myself that I am 27. I'll be 28 in a few weeks. But I'm like. I don't know why I thought I was gonna be. I don't. I don't know what I thought I was gonna be, but I don't know why it never feels like enough. Yeah, it's just that's it's, it's a lot of the shit that you see growing up and that's instilled in you growing up, and the shit that you hear in middle school and high school. Like you'd be surprised how much of that shit carries with you or whatever because I felt the same way too. I'm like, yo, by 21 I'm gonna have this. By 25 I'm gonna have this, and I was telling. A friend of mine earlier, uh, sometime last week, uh, we were talking about just money, and I was like, you know yeah. what? I was like, between the age of twenty five and thirty, I fucked up a lot of money, dog. <laughs> like, but the, and that's crazy because that's when we're supposed to like yeah. this is the learning, like part of life. But we feel like we're supposed to have it all figured out, and it's right, it's crippling. Right, like I was supposed to have all this shit, you know, be getting ready, to, you know, prepare for um, a family and all this other shit. And like at thirty one, I'm just now being like, all right, I think I got a handle on the money part. Like, like, <laughs> it was like yeah, yeah. So it's all a a learning process, man. Um, I think our generation, the millennial generation, is being a little bit more laxed of being like, yeah, man, you ain't gonna have all this shit together. I'm sorry. Like, you uh, you may never have all this shit together. The best you can do is, like, do what you can. At least, you know, have a some goal or end game in sight and, you know, go and tackle the steps necessary to get to that point. But yeah, that having it, I'm gonna have the world in my hands. I mean, some people, the very rare occasion have that shit you know, they are able to obtain that shit, you know, are booming and, you know, living life to the fullest, but more oftentimes than not, you know, it's us. It's like motherfuckers is out here grinding and trying to get it and, you know, fucking up in the process and, you know, rebounding it. And you, you, yeah. You'll be all, you'll be all right. You live, dog, you know. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's just like, it's not... It's not as glamorous. Like I just, as much as I love online, like, like if the internet didn't exist, I wouldn't be where I am. Mm-hmm. But my God, I don't know if if censorship is the way. Like I, I feel like I, I say jokingly to my friends that we should require like a certain certification to be able to use the internet at this point because <laughs> there's just so much information out there, yeah. and, and so much of it is fake. And it's like your twenties could be glamorous that's some people's past Mm -hmm. but it's not all of ours like and that's hard like even for like I I have friends who aren't business owners or you know um just kind of going I I don't know what 
I hate to say like the regular route because that's not what it is. But you know, mm-hmm. like they're just they're doing what they're doing, and they look at me and they're like, "Oh my gosh, like you've done all this, you've accomplished this," and I'm looking like, "But I ain't got no house, no big fancy house, no big right. fancy car. I'm not going on vacations every week." And it's like there's always something to compare yourself to, and it's mm-hmm. it's just not that because somebody asked me, um, actually quarantine bay asked me the other day like <laughs> um I think he asked like if I was to do anything like differently in my business like knowing what I know now what would I have done differently and I said nothing because if I think about where I am I never would have come to any of these realizations without the dumb shit along the way or right. you know the fuck ups along the way or the crazy client or having to you know, start in the in clubs and stuff and, and teach myself Photoshop instead of doing it in the classroom and stuff like like I don't think I would have the the level of like grit or like hunger that I that I do if it would have been done a different way. And that's for me. Like you can fully go to art school and get a you know a degree in graphic design and um you know, study photography in school and you can be exactly where I am. But that just wasn't the route that I wanted to go. And I feel like if I would have done it that way, I I wouldn't love it as much or appreciate it as much. I don't know. But I just know I wouldn't change anything. Like, it's been a slow grind, but Mm -hmm. if somebody was to just hand it to me, I wouldn't have wanted it. Yeah, I wouldn't have. uh, the, The dumb shit that I did, even if you know, I had to do it all over again. I mean, I, obviously, you would do some shit differently. Hindsight is twenty twenty, But, like, yeah, like you said, somebody was like, yeah, like, if I accomplished, if I graduated by 21 and with the mind state I was in, man, I I don't know. That right, that dude, that dude <laughs> would be, that dude would be a monster. Like, yeah. so you probably couldn't tell him shit, you know? So like the path that I ended up taking was probably for the best in order for me to, you know, learn what I needed to learn. But yeah, handing me the world and being like, all right, you got it, man. You did it all. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Mm-mm. No, it'd have been ugly, especially not 21 year old Ashley. She would have fucked that up in seconds, <laughs> yeah. 21 to 24, bruh. For me, it'd have been shit, 25. It, nah, it'd have been bad, it'd been bad, <laughs> but for sure. So, before we get out of here, um, if you want to promote anything, um, go ahead, promote, promote your book. Drop your uh, social media handles. Let them know where they can find you um, in order to reach out to you to do business. Okay. So I guess I'll start with social media handles. Um, so Instagram, Twitter. Ooh, beware of Twitter. Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> Facebook. Um, I am by Ashley Nicole. That's B-Y, Ashley with two E's, Nicole with no H. Um, and the book. So... I wrote a book. It is currently available on Amazon as well as byashlynicole.com. It's called I Am the Bag. Um, securing Ooh, affirmations for women, <laughs> for women entrepreneurs. And it's really like, it really goes over um, my journey up until now. So like kind of a very condensed version of the first like 25, 26 years of my life. Um, and really, I pulled out three 
situations, three like times in my life where I felt like I had to bet on myself. Um, and that's where like the title of the book comes from. Like I had to realize that along the way, I was really like, yes, I'm everybody's chasing money. Like, let's just not like, you know, fake about that. We all trying to get to a certain level. But along the way, I realized in the chase of like the degrees and securing like certain clients and partnerships and stuff like that, like I, I really couldn't do it to the level that I wanted to do it because I wasn't like cool with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I basically go through those three times when I had to really just like cut out everything else around me and like, okay, Ashley, you have to do this for you. Like, what is the best decision for you? And then um, I give the affirmations and um, the things that I had to like yell at myself in the mirror in order to um, get through those situations. So that's available on Amazon and by Um And then with Artistry Studios, if you want to work with me as a client, so anything from like logos to websites, um, pretty much anything visual, uh, photo shoots as well. Um, you can visit theartistrystudios.com um, and book a consultation with me. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So all of that information, of course, will be in the show notes of the podcast. So make sure you check her out. Uh, she can help, Like she said, she can help you with your business. She can get you off the ground and running. You got all the time in the world right now. If you right. have an idea, go ahead and research her look her up she can help you out also get her book as well so thank you for coming on i know you were thank nervous you. a little just a little bit <laughs> i just i mean you you threw me for a loop with one question but you know i was just <laughs> trying to figure out what type of time you was on that's all no no it's a good time for sure for sure people i wanted people to hear all of this information because i know like right now it's like like you said it's a lot of skepticism and trying to figure out what's going to happen next so like hearing that from a fellow entrepreneur you know hopefully eases the mind of whoever is listening so but yeah appreciate you coming on you did great thank you (laughs) hopefully I'll be back you know maybe oh yeah something a little less business related you know oh yeah for sure sure. (laughs) we'll kick it kick it off kick it off our feet and talk about you know the, and uh, actually drink some Hennessy, you know? I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Know? Actually be in the studio, because this is supposed yeah. to happen in the studio, and then all this shit kicked off. Like, So, yeah, we were supposed to be in the actual studio, drinking a little bit, having good conversation, but, you know, you make do with what you got to. So. Right, right. Yep, yep, yep. So, until next time, we'll holler at y'all later. Peace. Natural. Hey, hey, hey. Here, here, shout it, tatted up. I shot it. Let's go. Nah, for real. Real. Girl, you know I'm on your heels. Let's go. Tatted to her toes. That my bitch, I hope you know. Let's go. Try to get down with the pin. Look at this sauce I'm kicking. Rich world falls is dripping. Put a little power on the engine. Looking for your bitch, she missing. Pull her ass in, I'm fishing. Probably gon' shoot like the pistons. Money love me, it's addicting. Baby look good, it's some Christians. 
Yo, fuck on the hoe, fuck on the chick, look at my nicks. They said I got nicks. Baby, I'm blessed. Tell them relax, this nigga cap, Mitchell and Nicks. Go. Hey, hey, hey. Here came shot it, tatted up my shot.